0: In this episode of Talking with Bungie, or the Crossbow Appreciation Month video that goes along with it, I'm gonna give you my thoughts on some litigation that's going on involving Barnett crossbows. I'm also gonna talk to you about my thoughts on safety as it pertains to crossbows and crossbow hunting. And I'm gonna give you a really good tip at the end, something that really makes me feel like Genevieve and I are on the right track to safely hunting with our crossbows. That's all coming up. another Crossbow Appreciation Month video, another Death by Bungie video. This video is a little different because I'm going to show you how I record my podcasts in addition to showing you another Crossbow Appreciation Month video. In case you aren't following it, and I know if you're not into podcasts, this won't matter as much to you, but the videos still makes sense to you. But if you're into podcasts, Consider going to deathbybungie.com, checking out Talking with Bungie, my Death by Bungie podcast. I've been doing it all year throughout 2020. There's a whole bunch of episodes on there you can catch up on if you haven't already. If you're interested in crossbows or if you're interested in crossbow hunting in the outdoors, stuff like that, you certainly will enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in Death by Bungie, the podcast is sort of an extension of that. If you already listen to podcasts and you have a podcast app on your phone or what have you just add Talking with Bungie to that and you'll be updated as to all the most recent podcasts in this video. I'm actually going to record the podcast now so you can see how I do it. If you're interested in such things, I thought it'd make an interesting little way of doing a video. I have with me the Tascam dr 10 l this handy little lapel mic recorder. It's just an audio recorder, but I've gotten really familiar with it. It does a quality job. And just like all the gear that I use on Death by Bungie, a lot of it is on the gear page on deathbybungie.com. If you go to that website, deathbybungie.com, our website there check out the gear page on there and you can see the gear that i use you can see the stuff that i use if you purchase something off that website from amazon.com I get a little small referral fee from that, but you don't pay a dime more. How's that? You can't beat that. You get to support Death by Bungie, investigate and try some of the same gear that I use because I'm not sponsored by anybody. I pay the same for my gear that you pay. But if you use that website, you can sponsor Death by Bungie. You can be a sponsor of Death by Bungie through the Amazon Associates program. That's pretty cool. I am going to do a quick podcast today the podcast episodes if you're not familiar with talking with Bungie, are usually 15 to 20 minutes long it's just me talking about various subjects from time to time i do uh, i am lucky enough to interview friends of Bungie about different topics i've had a friend of Bungie, eric barnes on there mark orchard has appeared jason lemay and this is just off the top of my head i've had daniel ranieri and uh, i've had uh, Robert Bashaw from the Crossbow Hunting podcast as well. We've been on, you know, he's been on my podcast. I've been on his podcast. So if you're into a podcast, there's a lot of variety as far as talking with Bungie is concerned, but you can get your Death by Bungie fix on other sources as well. Friend of Bungie, speaking of friends of Bungie, friend of Bungie, Ron Lanzo, sent me an email recently saying, hey, were you aware that there is litigation going on with Barnett crossbows because of a lack of thumb guards, a lack of finger guards on their crossbows. This is an interesting topic to Ron who has been a friend of Bungie for a long time because he actually had a little bit of an incident. In fact, he reminds us every year in his videos on his YouTube channel about the incident that he had and the problems that he had with his crossbow and how it injured his thumb when he was getting ready for a hunting outing. No better way to put a damper on your hunting outing than to have an injury. I can think of no bigger problem, no worse thing. I don't talk about safety an awful lot on Death by Bungie. One of the reasons I don't is because I don't want to interfere with that conversation that you have with your crossbow manufacturer. If I ever gave you advice about safety, and I do from time to time, but I can only give you general advice about crossbows, about crossbow hunting and crossbow safety. I don't know everything about your situation, your make and model of the gear you're using, and I don't know what other gear you're using with that gear. All of those things can affect the big picture. All of those things can affect problems you might have, create problems, or solve problems, as the case may be. For that reason, I'm really hesitant to preach safety or preach particular procedures to people because I'm not sure exactly what you are doing. I'm not sure. How can I be sure that the advice I'm giving you is perfect? So you hear me say from time to time, always check with your crossbow manufacturer. That crossbow manufacturer knows more about your gear than I do. And the relationship the conversation that you have with your manufacturer through your owner's manual online or in person or on telephone that's more important than i or anybody else on the internet who's unfamiliar with you and your gear that's that's more valuable than our conversations could be so keep that in mind it's not to say that safety is not important it is not to say that finger guards are not important Now, he sent me a link, and I wasn't aware of this until he sent this to me, but there's actually litigation taking place on crossbowinjury.com for people. It's a class action, a lawsuit intended to accommodate a lot of different potential victims, people who could be plaintiffs against Barnett for problems with their crossbows. And I'm just gonna go through the ad real quick. We'll talk about the website, which is essentially an ad, an advertisement for lawyers. And I'll comment on that and I'll show you some of the links that go along with it. Now I'll describe it for you because this podcast is an audio only podcast, typically. The folks that are listening to this podcast will not have the benefit of seeing anything on the screen. Those of you watching the podcast on YouTube, I'll try to throw some of the screenshots up there so you can see what I'm talking about to make the video a little more interesting. But generally speaking, this is the way my podcasts typically go it is typically me taking a break like I'm on a lunch break right now came up here I shot a video real quick earlier. And I recorded a little bit of the chapter of my new book, the death by Bungie crossbow story, I recorded a chapter of that because I am trying to do an audio book down the road, it's just going to take me a long time to do it. So don't, don't delay getting the hard copy of the book just because you're waiting on the audio copy. If, if that's what you're doing, it's gonna take a while for me to get that audio copy done. Not only do I have to read the entire audio book to you. I have to read the entire physical book out loud. But I also have to go back and edit it. And that's going to take forever. So but I'm doing it. I am doing it. In the meantime, you get to listen to my voice rambling on on these videos and on the podcast. So we'll have to make that do huh? Looking at the ad, it says injured by a Barnett crossbow. Have you experienced a thumb finger or hand injury from the use of a Barnett crossbow? Attorneys at Kezia and Johnson, PLLC, and the law offices of Don Tittle, PLLC, are accepting claims from people who have suffered from thumb injuries, finger injuries, or hand injuries by a Barnett crossbow. The affected models include the Jackal, the Ghost, the Razor, the Buck Commander, Quad, Wildcat, and or Raptor. They are seeking basically plaintiffs to sue Barnett, and then they distribute that settlement money amongst all of the participants. You know from watching Death by Bungie perhaps that I am a lawyer. That's also something I talk about in my book, but I am a lawyer. I've been practicing law for over 20 years here in Pennsylvania. I've been licensed in New York as well. And over time, I've dabbled with different types of lawsuits. So I do have some experience with this sort of thing. I don't practice that area of the law anymore. I have no problem with lawyers that choose to do that. Uh, But it is something and this is a service that they provide. They do get paid very well for it or they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't go undertake that sort of lawsuit. They wouldn't do these sorts of things. The value of these lawsuits from a public policy standpoint, if you are wondering about that, wondering about whether it's legitimate or not, policy-wise, an important thing, a good thing. By having these lawsuits, the theory is that it discourages manufacturers from rushing to market certain goods that are dangerous without properly preparing them without living up to industry standards. And that's interesting here because it goes on in the next paragraph to talk about that for years, Barnett crossbows were designed, manufactured, and sold without limb or finger guards Even as manufacturers of crossbows began installing thumb and finger guards, Barnett continued to sell crossbows without adequate safety guards. As a result, countless individuals, many first-time enthusiasts have sustained and continue to sustain serious injuries, including amputations of fingers and thumbs. To date, Barnett Crossbows has yet to recall any of their hundreds of thousands of defective, unsafe, and poorly designed products. Product liability, that's the nature of these lawsuits, designed a product, didn't test it properly. And then when alternatives, safer alternatives became available, they did not provide those safer alternatives. And they're basically saying that, hey, the industry by 2010 started putting finger guards on their crossbows. And by 2014, Barnett was still selling these crossbows without the finger guards. Now I'm not sure what this really means for crossbow hunters who use Barnett. If you're using a Barnett crossbow, you're worried about your safety, you can contact Barnett and according to our friend of Bungie Ron, he has informed me that they will provide you with finger guards for that crossbow. Now you can do that it's interesting that on this website if you look on here at the bottom there is actually a link here that says click here for a crossbow guard that fits 50 models of crossbows and if you click on that it takes us to a facebook page called crossbow guard and there are some gory pictures on here of people with their thumbs cut off as a result of using these crossbows improperly and having that problem and this guy will sell you for 20 bucks a finger guard that'll fit most models of crossbows and protect your fingers. A couple of interesting observations about this that I think I'll share with you that are my thoughts. Now, you remember Bungie, right? You've heard of that crossbow, right? My crossbow. It's a big, giant crossbow. That crossbow is a 2010 Excalibur Axiom. It's an older crossbow. It has no finger guards. It has no anti-dry fire. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, we know it has no anti-dry fire because we've seen you dry fire it live on a live stream. I know, I know, but it does not have an anti-dry fire. It doesn't have a lot of the modern amenities that you might find on a lot of modern crossbows. Bungie also has a very deep stock and I have never felt as though my fingers were going to reach that rail. That stock is so thick that I really don't feel like ever my thumb is getting up over that rail. I've never come close, never had an issue with it. So I really don't feel compelled at this time to go do that. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't. That doesn't mean that it shouldn't have those finger guards on there. Genevieve's crossbow, Bungie Jr., does have finger guards. And I got to tell you, they don't even, it feels like they're just supposed to be there. When I'm using that crossbow, when she's using that crossbow, it fits perfectly. It fits your hand perfectly. It's nice to have those guards there because you have that added assurance that your thumbs aren't going to creep above those. But at the same time, I never even think about it. My hands just stay where they're supposed to be. I've often wondered if we shouldn't have more assault rifle style stocks on these crossbows, like why do my hands have to be tilted and tipped and using them more like the rifle style, the traditional rifle style stock, when these are composite stocks, these are molded stocks typically, and there's no reason why they can't just make them thumb hold stocks and everything else. That traditional rifle look that my crossbow has, not so much with Bungie Jr., but seems to be a thing of the past. To me, it makes more sense just to have your hands kind of naturally want to be up and down. So it seems to me that crossbows should just accommodate that and be made that way. If your hands are up and down and you're gripping it with your hands up and down instead of holding it in a more flat sense like a rifle, then your thumbs would be naturally out of the way because you're gripping it up and down. So I'm just thinking that maybe the manufacturers ought to be thinking in terms of those style of stocks instead of the thumb and the thumb guard too, maybe, or whatever. But I'm just throwing that out there. I am not a crossbow manufacturer, so I do not have the expertise to tell you or to tell them what they should look like. (laughs) Safety first, follow the manufacturer's instructions. And if you're unfamiliar with the manufacturer, if you don't have that owner's manual, you really need to do some research before you head out into the field with that crossbow or even try to shoot it in the backyard. You really want to make sure that you are following their instructions and that you're practicing overall safe crossbow measures. Genevieve and I took, many of you know, Genevieve started hunting with a crossbow this year and had her first hunt. It was successful. It was fantastic. But I want you to know that ever since June, I've been working with her with that crossbow. It wasn't as though I just allowed her to take that crossbow, go out there and discover how to use it and make the best of it. That's not what I did. I wanted to make sure that my daughter was safe and healthy and that she had a fun time. To do that, we went through all of the crossbow manual, the owner's manual, all of the literature that was provided, which lots of times is not very much. I looked up online additional supplemental information with the manufacturer with Excalibur to make sure that they were, we were following their precautions and following their regimen with the cocking devices and things of that nature, because just cocking that crossbow, even that puts you at risk. There's an awful lot of tension on those limbs, more so with that crossbow than with my old crossbow. The other thing that Genevieve and I did, and I wanna throw this out there to you, that you might want to consider. We took online the bow hunter education course, which has a lot of safety information in it that's relevant to crossbow hunting. But we also took the online crossbow education course. And for 60 bucks total, You get two different certifications. I'm now certified with the bow, certified with the crossbow, and I can now take those certifications and hunt in just about every state in the country with just those two cards if I buy a license. It's like the archery equivalent and the crossbow equivalent of the hunter safety course. Think of it that way. Very important. Now, I took the hunter safety course with my daughter a few years back when she turned 12 and she became eligible, even though she didn't have any immediate plans to hunt, I've always wanted her to be exposed to it. And I always wanted her to have that option. So we went and we actually did that course together. I went, it was a two day course in person. This is way back before the COVID came and all that jazz. But we went and we took the courses in person and I took the class right alongside her. I took the test with her. And I can tell you now, when we took the test, I was taking the test, I'm like, oh man, she's not gonna pass and I'm gonna be crushed and she's gonna be upset and, and, you know, she's not gonna pass. And we both ended up missing one. (laughs) So how awesome is that? We both passed, both missed one. You can't beat that. But that hunter safety course carries with it an awful lot of safety precautions that are far more detailed and helpful than I can provide in videos on YouTube, okay? There they have hands-on demonstrations. Take a hunter safety course. The bow hunter safety, even though that wasn't in person because of COVID, you can only do it online. I still got the certification, still went through all the safety precautions that were expressed in that. And it goes beyond just archery, but also to hunting and being outdoors. Crossbow certification, that crossbow class, that gives you a little bit of added protection and assurance that you're following safe practices when you're hunting with your crossbow, whether it's just in the backyard or hunting. So those are some things to look at. Very important. And I'm very happy that we did it. Any fall hunts that I have coming up with or without Genevieve, I have the confidence now that I'm, whether it's the two of us together following a safe practice, or whether it's just her alone, I can maybe hunt with her, but let her sit alone and all that sort of thing. But I can feel pretty confident that the two of us are going to practice the safest practices and have the safest hunting opportunities possible. So I'm just throwing that out there. Crossbow safety, certainly not something that I talk about nearly enough on Death by Bungie, the YouTube channel. Not something that I've mentioned enough here in these podcasts either. But it's something I want you to be aware of, mindful of and thinking about long term. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of Talking with Bungie. And then right here on the YouTube channel, for those of you watching the video, I probably will not record too many podcasts on the YouTube channel because it gets a little boring just to sit and watch me talk. I like to have these longer videos, I also include some B-roll and some other images and tell a story or something like that. And that's not really what a podcast is for. The podcast to me, something to listen to in a car, Something to listen to while I'm out there mowing the lawn, which I'm going to have to do this afternoon, probably. That sort of thing. Well, I have to get back to work now. So that's all that I have for you in this video slash podcast. And until next time, all hail Bungie.